I don't know what to say. Welcome to the show. It's a midnight special. As you all probably know, it came on after Johnny Carson. And we're going to have a wonderful time this morning. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce the man that has been here, was a prang and praying Paul Fang, for the first time. No, on this show, the, the group is fantastic, and you really like them. And uh, the concerts are doing great, and the record is a real smash. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back the Electric Light Orchestra. <laughs> Listening to Day by Day ELO. This is day two about album number two, Electric Light Orchestra 2 or ELO 2, depending on which country you were in. So, Roy Wood, who this was his idea, this whole concept was his idea, this was his project. He actually left the project during the recording of this album. And he took Bill Hunt, who was a horn player, and also cellist Hugh McDowell with him, and they formed a new much heavier rock act called Wizard. And Wizard had several very big hits in the UK and Europe. And it was also after this, or around this time, that Roy Wood's first solo album, which had already been recorded previously, Boulders, was finally released.
you know, it seems like a lot of people in the industry thought that Electric Light Orchestra, you know, wouldn't last once Roy Wood quit. But Jeff Lynne stepped up to become the leader of the band, and Bev Bevan from The Move also stuck around, and they still had some of the string players from the previous lineup, and he recruited a couple more. Uh, bassist Mike D. Albuquerque and the cello player named Colin Walker. And it was this new lineup, minus Roy Wood, that debuted at the Reading Festival in August of The second album, which Roy Wood took part in to a certain extent, he does play on it, but he was uncredited. That album came out in early 1973, and they scored a top 10 hit in the UK, and also it did chart in the US with their version of Chuck Berry's Roll Over Beethoven, which also incorporated the first movement from Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. And it was after the release of this album that ELO also appeared on American Bandstand. So this would be ELO's last album with Harvest, the record label, and it was the last time that the article The appeared before the band's name. In the U.S., it was called The Electric Light Orchestra 2. So in the U.K., the album came out as ELO 2. The original title of the album was to be The Lost Planet, but whatever concept was behind that was dropped. Okay, so let's get into this album, ELO 2. The record kicks off with a song called In Old England Town, parentheses Boogie Number 2. So this sounds like a more streamlined version of the style of the material, much of the material on the first album. The orchestra instruments aren't so high in the mix, so dominant in the mix, and uh, we get much more of a feel of the combination of the rock elements, the rock band elements, and the orchestra elements, which is what ELO was always supposed to be, as far as I can tell. 
was much more of a kind of cohesive mixture of all the different instruments. Now, this is seven minutes long, and it takes three minutes for the vocals to arrive. And then when the vocals do arrive, they are weirdly distorted. Also, the vocal melody isn't that great. I actually prefer the instrumental sections of this song to the part with vocals. I definitely don't love this, but I could put it on in the background. The second song on the album is called Mama, and this is an interesting, funny example of the differences between the UK and the US. In the UK, on the UK album, it's spelled M-O-M-M-A, and on the US album, it's spelled M-A-M-A, Mama. This is another ELO song that just goes on and on. It's seven minutes long. It's too schmaltzy for me. It's a pleasant song. But that's not, you know, a ringing endorsement. I don't like it a whole lot. And it should definitely be about half as long. She left her blue horizon just to find another home. A lonely girl who traveled many days. A lonely heart that could not find the way. She said, Mama, it's a hard life, now you come Mama, it's so hard to carry on And I feel I'm a fool who lost it all He used to make it all so very clear The light must go on lonely and this Mama, it's a sad and lonely life. Third song and last song on side one is eight minutes. So side one is only three songs, but there's seven minutes, seven minutes, and eight minutes. I'm not a fan of that. Now this track is a clever combination of a piece by Beethoven with the Chuck Berry song Roll Over Beethoven. Of course, 
It's eight minutes long. So my verdict on side one is I would put this on in the background when I'm doing something else. It's pleasant enough. It's nice enough to listen to. Not something to sit there and concentrate on. And the only thing you're doing is listening to this. That That's just me. It's decent enough. It's nice enough to put it on while you're doing something else. And just have it playing in the background. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. 
Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. All right, let's flip the record over. And side two of this album only has two songs on it. So this is a five-song album. Side two opens with an eight-minute and 20-second song called From the Sun to the World, parentheses, Boogie Number One. So the first song on the album was Boogie Number Two, and here we get Boogie Number One. Parts of this are good. There's nothing repellent about this. Once again, background music. I acknowledge that it might be a little obnoxious for me to just be so dismissive of an eight-minute piece of music that obviously took a lot of work, well, probably took a lot of work to put together and to pull this off. I don't know, but as far as I can tell, this could just be skilled musicians jamming and piecing something together. I don't know. What I like, personally, are well-constructed and reasonably concise songs, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, not eight-minute songs with lots of twists and turns. That's not really my cup of tea. So closing out the album, the second song on side two, 11 minutes and 19 seconds, Kuiyama, it's K-U-I-A-M-A. The first four minutes is a very pretty song and actually the best thing on the album. The first four minutes of this, Chop It Off, best song on the album. Do we need the last seven minutes? I don't get it. This is a good song, but why drag it out like this? 
The first even five minutes is really good. Then it should have ended. So do I like this or not? I mean, I don't like it if I have to listen to it for 11 minutes. I do like the edited version at four minutes. If it existed, like release this as a edited version on a single. I wouldn't even need this record. I would just need that 45. All right, so I guess that gives you an idea of how I feel about this album. It's, I don't hate this. You know, like I said, I could put it on and, you know, work on something else, read or, you know, write whatever else I'm doing while this is on in the background. That's fine. That's a, a purpose this album could serve. But, you know, just for my sheer enjoyment, if I'm focused on only this, this doesn't really work for me. Hopefully they, you know, pull things together for the next album, the third album by ELO on the third day. We will find out tomorrow.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.